you just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. And we lied to them during recruiting or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Yeah, you know, right now uh, we have the atmosphere of a, of a JC softball game. You know, I mean, that's what we are, JC softball team. As long as, you know, uh, it's 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 not whether you win or lose. It's like who, the, the the team that wins is the one that has the most fun. You know that crap like that. You know all this stuff that's contaminated America, where they give every kid a trophy and they don't keep scoring little league anymore. Now that's also a second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. Yeah. Winning the SEC probably is harder than winning the national championship. Do you know that? Well, how about the fucking dogs? Turn that damn you Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. Welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Yeah, that sounds like you're cracking beers mm. open, celebrating the SEC's huge NFL draft, buddy. How, I mean, it was exciting, wasn't it? Oh, man. You know, I love the draft just because it's, you know, it's so far away from football. It just kind of makes you feel like it's back. It was good seeing all the freaking fans, uh, you know, because lately it's just been all about monitors and Zoom calls. So it was, <laughs> it was good to see a little human interaction. Now, I ain't going to lie, Mike. I love the draft. I do. I do. I love it so much. But I wish, for starters, it wasn't so damn late. And second, you know, I wish it wouldn't take 18 minutes for each pick. That's the only (laughs) thing. That's the only thing. It's like, if they want to do all this fluff and whatever, that's fine. Do it on the tail end. Let's knock this freaking draft out. I mean, we could have easily have done two rounds in two at least an hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? But uh, beggars can't be choosers. I was happy. It was exciting to, to kind of see what your team's got. I don't know. Uh, I know you're a huge Green Bay fan. I'm a huge Pittsburgh Steeler fan. I really love the the direction we went. So, yeah, I'm ready to talk about some draft. A lot of SEC players, which is not unusual, Mike, <laughs> because we are the best damn conference. Yeah, and it just so happened. I don't know if it's because of the weather, you know, lining up, and it's just been beautiful here. Unfortunately, I had so many things lined up this weekend that uh, – you know, I had one eye on the draft, one eye on other things. So, you know, I really had to play catch up here on Sunday on just everything that happened. But, uh, man, I, yeah, I'm excited here to see the SEC dominate once again. Very excited that Aaron Rodgers did not get traded just yet. <laughs> you know, hey, before we get into individual picks, just wanted to note that uh, 65 players from the SEC got drafted. That's an all-time record. 65 and to put that in perspective, the ACC had 51. The Big Ten, how about the Big Ten? 44. Ooh. And the Pac-12 had 
28. They don't even list the Big 12. I don't even know if they had any draft picks down there in the Big 12 country. But uh, SEC led the way once again for the 15th straight season. And they had every single program from the SEC had at least one player selected. So, I mean, it's just an annual reminder that uh, it's all all about the SEC when you're talking dominance Mm -hmm. in college football. And everybody else is just, they're basically battling for second. No joke. And did you hear that one stat came across? They're talking about Alabama had like 20-something percent of the draft picks. Was it through the first round or something? I think it might have been the first uh, first round and then about halfway through the second. So, yeah, they <laughs> killed crazy, it. crazy, man. Yeah, no, it's just crazy. And, and the SEC, we keep dominating. We keep reloading. And uh, I'm going to tell you what. This was the record this year. It wouldn't surprise me if we break it next because – um, I don't think as much talent's going to be in the ACC. Of course, that's a, that's a whole different podcast, a whole different animal. I just think there's going to be a little bit more coming out of the SEC again. So uh, no surprise. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to get into some pick action. Well, all right, one more. One more. I know you're not a big stats guy, but uh, <laughs> I, I did round these up. I just wanted to make these notes real quick. I'm just going to run down. Like I said, all 14 programs had a selection. So, I just mm-hmm. want to give a shout-out to each program and how many guys they had selected. Alabama had 10. That's incredible. They even had the mm. damn long snapper got drafted. I mean, that's how, <laughs> that's when you know you're dominant is when the long snapper is getting drafted in the NFL. <laughs> Georgia set an all-time record with nine selections. That was like a big talking point on Thursday, round one. Kirby, Kirby can't develop. I don't know why in the hell people were thinking that, but uh, – George only had one guy selected on the in the first round, and then the next couple of rounds here he had eight. So setting the all-time record, clearly Kirby knows how to recruit down there. And mm-hmm. Dan Mullen getting the most out of his guys. Florida next on the list with eight selections, including Kyle Pitts was the highest drafted tight end in NFL history. LSU next on the list, seven selections. How about Mark Stoops in the Kentucky? Right after that, Kentucky with six selections. In the in in one NFL draft, I mean that's remarkable for the history of that yeah. program, and and they just keep continuing to trend in the right direction. Missouri with five draft selections. Here's one that really stood out to me, Shay. Texas A&M four, and I saw some Longhorns. Longhorns. <laughs> Longhorns beat them. They had five, and they were all touting it, puffing their chests like they're hot shit. That says to me that they don't know what the hell they're doing when it comes to you know, getting anything out of these players. Because if Texas A&M had four guys get drafted in the NFL draft and they just went 9-1, and one, including won the Orange Bowl, mm-hmm. that gives you an indication of just what in the hell they got to work with down there in College Station where the vast majority of the talent's coming back. So uh, the Aggies are, are going to be loaded this upcoming year. Yeah, they'll – They'll be muting notifications next year's draft, man. <laughs> right there with four, South Carolina and Auburn. Each had four. Uh, I think that's kind of an indication of, um, you know, in a sense, why they got rid of Gus. I mean, I'm not trying to pile mm-hmm. on Auburn here, but you're way down the list here with uh, South Carolina and next on the list, Mississippi State with two. That's not going to cut it. And mm-hmm. that's why you're – They've made the change down there at Auburn. they got to really revamp their recruiting, I think. Mississippi State and Tennessee and Ole Miss, all three of those programs had two selections. And then mm-hmm. finishing, you know, tied for 
last, if you want to call it that. Vanderbilt and Arkansas only had one apiece, but of course Vanderbilt had about, you know, half their team quit, and then Arkansas, everybody's coming back. So uh, th- those numbers are sure, surely going to rise in, in the years to come under Sam Pittman. Oh, where's Tennessee? T- uh, Tennessee with two. Oh, okay. Well, I was just make sure we talked about them a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've been there when it had zero, so uh, I- I'll take the two. I felt like Trey hate held, held on a little longer than he should have, but yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's good to see every school represented. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just just shows you, man. There's talent everywhere. There's talent all across the country down here, and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Now, Shane, I've gone ahead and I've collected, you know, Roger Goodell announcing the picks mm-hmm. for every selection from the first round. Just the SEC guys. Not going to go through all 32 picks here, but. I went ahead and rounded this up. So let's kick it over to the first round selections from the SEC live as they were presented on national television. With the fourth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts, tight end, Florida. With the fifth pick... In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. With the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddell, wide receiver, Alabama. With the eighth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, The Carolina Panthers select J.C. Horn, defensive back, South Carolina. With the ninth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Pat Sertan, Jr., defensive back, Alabama. With the 10th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Devontae Smith, Wide receiver, Alabama. With the 15th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the six-time world champion New England Patriots select Mac Jones. With the 17th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Alex Leatherwood. Tackle. Alabama. With the 19th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Washington football team selects Jamin Davis, linebacker, Kentucky. With the 20th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Kadarius Toney, wide receiver, Florida. With the 24th pick, in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Najee Harris, running back, Alabama. With the 29th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Eric Stokes, defensive back, Georgia. All right, Shane, so in a not a ton of uh, stunners here, you, all, you had to assume lots of these guys were going to come off the board in the first round. Uh, any of these 
I know which one you're most excited about. So maybe I'll just ask you that first. <laughs> which selection uh, excites you the most throughout these first rounders from the SEC? Oh, well, obviously, I'm a little biased because I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Mm-hmm. And I think we hit a home run getting the best damn running back in the country with Najee Harris. I just think he fits that mold perfectly. He's he's He could do everything. He could catch the ball. He, he's big. He's physical. He's fast. Uh, he's, he's probably stiff-armed more people than, uh, well, probably like right below Derrick Henry, but, you know, a little – He's far behind. So um, the hurdling king, that was my favorite. Um, but but I don't want to I don't want to sound biased because there was a lot of crazy good picks here. Um, you know, and I want to start off by congratulating these guys, man. Uh, they, you know, they work their ass off. It's a small group that gets to go to the NFL. It's even a smaller one that gets drafted in the first round. The SEC had so many. Kyle Pitts being the first one. Obviously, I think he's going to – I think Atlanta's going to be a totally different animal with him floating around. Mm -hmm. But the biggest one for me, man, was this Bengals pick with Jamar Chase because I thought for sure – I mean, if you – if you, I mean, the memes coming out and everything, it it was like (laughs) no doubt they were going to get a left tackle, you know. And and they had that Oregon kid circled and – I mean, you have – I have to imagine that Joey was involved with this – with this conversation and, and said, you know what? I, I want my boy Jamar chase here out of all the receivers. And, uh, I just thought that was a, that was a bold move. Um, and, and not that this is the only teammates connecting cause uh, there was a theme in this draft, but I just thought that was the biggest one because if, if I, if I had a bet a hundred dollars, I knew it was going to be an offensive tackle. And, uh, Joe said, not so fast, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't, I disagree with anything you said there. I mean, you're talking the best of the best players in the NFL. The the number one tight end, like we referenced with Kyle Pitts, number one receiver, Jamar Chase. But uh, the one guy that I'm kind of probably be rooting for the hardest of of all these guys right now, Mm -hmm. number 10 overall, Devonta Smith to the Eagles. Yeah, And I think he's going to be one where – you know, I've noticed this since I enjoyed watching football as a little kid all the way back then. But for whatever reason, so many people like to discount people for their size. Yeah. And I think the first time I noticed that was, uh, this probably date myself a little bit, but uh, Emmett Smith there with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, all the yardage, all the damage he did in the NFL. I don't, uh, you know, I, I wasn't old enough to watch him at Florida, but from what I understand, it wasn't like, uh, you know, he was – Everyone thought he was going to be the the number one running back of all time, and and they just discounted him because of his size. and And so I've always rooted for guys that are a little, you know, maybe a little small or not tall enough or not big enough or what have you. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to look back in the years to come to be saying, "How in the hell did uh, Devonta Smith go number ten overall in a draft, <laughs> even over some of his teammates, which I know are outstanding players?" But that's one that I'm really high on. And then. You know, I think this is going to be really interesting because I've not always been a Mac Jones fan, and and I'm not certainly suggesting he's going to be the next great NFL quarterback, but I don't think Bill Belichick, the entire time he's been at New England, which is going on 20 years now, mm-hmm. of course, that they have, they've had Tom Brady, so maybe that plays a big factor in it, but never taken a quarterback in the first round, and here we got number 15 overall, Mac Jones, it seems like he fits perfectly 
into what they want to do there in New England. And uh, I think he'll be the starting quarterback right away for the Patriots. And, you know, good luck filling the shoes of Tom Brady. But uh, <laughs> I don't think they could have got a better rookie quarterback to, to kind of fit that mold in New England. No, no. I think that uh, old power walking Mac Jones is going to be a perfect <laughs> fit up there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, I know he obviously wanted to go early. There was a lot of people talking about the 49ers picking him. Uh, but they, they took a wild card on some kid that, you know, Trey Lance. Say what you want. I mean, he's not got a lot of playing time. I just think that was a bold pick when you had somebody like Mac sitting there that, that has done it, just coming off a national championship. Loses receivers, that's okay. He finds new receivers. I just, I don't know. It was amazing what he was able to accomplish this year. Is he mobile? No, not, not compared to some of these guys. But my favorite is, uh, my favorite meme, Mike, is, and you may you guys may not remember the commercial with Cam Newton that played 60. <laughs> You see now, <laughs> that little kid says, I'm coming to your job, and they said that was Max. Hey, Cam, thanks a lot for coming to my school today. No problem, Nate. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? And I'll grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. And play in the NFL. Yes, sir. And be drafted number one. Maybe. And become the starting quarterback of the Panthers. Okay. You can be my backup. Excuse me? And make Panthers fans forget about you. What? And become your mom's favorite player. Whoa. I'm just loosening my arm. <laughs> that was a good one. There was another one that I really liked. It was uh, Cam Newton looking like a Greek god with his shirt off. <laughs> and then we had Mac Jones in the uh, locker room there looking like, you know, a 38-year-old <laughs> man just walked off, off the field with his shirt off. And they said, the QB room in New England is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I, now, there were some other good picks. I, I, since we're talking about it, I do want to bring up one more. Say what you want. I, I know DeMonte Smith. I think he's definitely got He's got to have a lot to prove, you know, because, I mean, you're talking about one of the, the first Heisman wide receiver in how long, ever? So I, I, it just kind of blows my mind that he wasn't taken sooner. But, you know, Jalen Waddle coming back from an injury, and, you know, not getting to play, mm -hmm. top six pick, moved up so that Tua has a boy, his boy to throw to. I just thought that was that was a real cool storyline and something to keep an eye on. You know, Jalen didn't have anything to do with the people in that room, man. He was ready to get out there, mm -hmm. get the pick, get this thing started. So, uh, I don't know. I just loved the first draft. It was fantastic seeing some of these names. Yeah, and one last thing for your guy now who you're his biggest fan now, Najee Harris. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, he threw a draft party for kids at a homeless shelter where he used to live. Growing up in California, future NFL first round draft pick Najee Harris spent several years with his parents and four siblings in a Bay Area homeless shelter. Harris returned to the Greater Richmond Interfaith Program on Thursday as one of its greatest success stories, coming home to a draft party held in his honor. Harris brought a donation of food for the shelter's residents, just hours before he was selected by the Pittsburgh Steelers with the 24th overall pick in the draft. I mean, just how emotional yeah. that? What did that mean to you? Um, you know, it was really emotional for my mom. Um, I, almost as if like she was crying in a way, because like I said, we have a lot of memories here. That was a time in our life when we was really low at, at a point. So, you know, 
it, it brought back a lot of memories of what we was going through at the time. For me too, um, when I walked over there where I used to play at, you know, it brought back a lot of memories when I was little. And just seeing the Richmond Pallet across the street brings a lot of memories of, you know, me playing basketball there and uh, beating people there. Um, but, you know, it was it, it was it was an emotional thing for us. So, um, you know, just doing this really um, makes, makes me and, and my family feel a, a lot more better and just giving appreciation to everything. I've been knowing him since he was a little boy and he's been a very humble person and it couldn't have happened to a better kid. Like literally, he's a warm, loving person. Now Harris moves on to the next chapter of his life with the Bay Area in his heart and kids just like him believing anything is possible. It gives me a lot of inspiration. I just thought that was fantastic as well. I feel like sometimes these uh, these stories never get enough attention. You know, we a lot of people focus on negative. So there's a lot of good from uh, guys like Najee Harris helping kids in need there. You know what? And I, I've always loved his story. I, I've, I was always a fan of him. I just could, I, you know, I'm obviously I was never going to pull the trigger on an Alabama jersey. But now <laughs> uh, the black and gold, I think I can handle that. So I just think. He's he's perfect for the city. He, he's you know he kind of reminds me of the that Jerome Bettis kind of feel you know not not as big as the bus but you know just just a big heart. So uh, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking I, he's going to be an immediate impact player. Uh, well, I, I, well, since we're talking about it real quick, you're a big uh, you're a big Green Bay fan. I got to ask you, Eric Stokes, were you happy with that being the first selection, or is there? a Another SEC player that was available you wish your team would have reached for. I was rooting for Elijah Moore. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to him in round two. But, uh, yeah, Elijah Moore, that was the guy. Hell, that's always the complaint, right? Uh, Rodgers never has yeah. enough weapons, so surround him with, with weapons. But that's nothing against Eric Stokes because, you know, he looked like uh, one of the best cornerbacks in the nation last season, had a bunch of pick sixes, a lot of – a lot of big plays for Georgia, one of the fastest players in the entire draft. And if Green Bay had two capable corners last season, they may have beaten, if you don't remember, uh, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady threw a Hail Mary right before halftime. That was a damn gut punch of the mm -hmm. NFC Championship game. Yeah, so no complaints from me, brother, getting a defensive back like Eric Stokes that would have uh, knocked that pass down or intercepted it instead of the, the damn guy that got toasted on that play. All right, second round, Shane. How about this? Um, I'll run down the list just real quick here. We got uh, right off the top road. I'm, I'm just going in order that they were selected here. Uh, Georgia defensive back Tyson Campbell got picked up by the Jaguars. Uh, the guy I just talked about, Elijah Moore, the receiver from Ole Miss. He's with the New York Jets now. Landon Dickerson, Alabama offensive lineman. He's teaming up with uh, Devonta Smith there with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. Alabama defensive lineman Christian Barmore with the New England Patriots, so back-to-back -back Crimson Tide players to the Patriots. Uh, Kentucky defensive back Kelvin Joseph to the Dallas Cowboys. Georgia linebacker Aziz Ojolari to the New York Giants. Vanderbilt defensive end Deo Abendengo. <laughs> I'm sure I butchered that, but he's with the Colts. That's, that was a hell of a pick. Uh, Missouri linebacker Nick Bolton. One of your guys there is with the Kansas City Chiefs now. Mm -hmm. uh, LSU receiver Terrence Marshall Jr. to the Carolina Panthers, reteaming up there with uh, Joe Brady. And then last but not least, Florida quarterback Kyle Trask to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's your round two selections from the SEC. So any of those stand out to you, Shane, as uh, you know, maybe your favorite pick? Well, 
I got to go. This one's kind of obvious, and I, I just want to get it out of the way. I think the Kyle Trask uh, quarterback selection mm-hmm. was was a freaking steal, man. Uh, I mean, Kyle's one of those guys I thought could perform immediately, and now he doesn't have to. And who is he learning from? The best quarter. And I know I'm a Peyton Manning fan, but, damn, you got uh, Tom Brady. I mean, you're behind him. And you're probably going to be behind him for a couple of years. I, I think that's a perfect move. Uh, stays right there in the state of Florida. I think, you know, people are really going to love this guy once they get to know him. And and uh, he's not in a hurry. And I think that's important. So the Kyle Trask selection uh, late in the second round kind of caught me off guard, but uh, was a perfect one. But my favorite on this list, and you kind of hit on it earlier, was Nick Bolton. Mm-hmm. Nick Bolton going to the Chiefs. You want to talk about immediate impact i mean that's a second round pick that i thought should have been a first round selection so i love that playing for the chiefs uh that's something they could have really used this year and uh and it won't be long before he's leading that team man especially the fifth side ball just like he did with mizzou yeah and you gotta think if uh, you're a mizzou fan most I would think a lot of those people are Kansas City Chiefs fans, so mm-hmm. they probably already got the Dick Bolton jersey. <laughs> Couldn't blame them for that. They got an anchor for that defense for years to come. I'm sure Nick Bolton you know, appreciates that he's getting to stay close to Mizzou. For me, I like I really like Terrence Marshall here, reteaming with Joe Brady, so he'll go to the same system, fill the same role in the NFL. And of course, uh, the Panthers, you know, they traded for Sam Darnold, so need to make sure they have all the weapons they can give him down there uh, in Carolina. And then they, I already hit on Elijah Moore. I think that was fantastic by the Jets. Mm-hmm. You got to get – they drafted uh, – we didn't mention it, but uh, the BYU quarterback, Zach Wilson, you got to surround him with some weapons. And one that really stood out to me, just the more I hear about Landon Dickerson, uh, I mean, Mike, the guy <laughs> – tore his knee up in the SEC championship game. Yeah. He's back in the national championship. I know it was just kind of ceremonial, but hell, that was just outstanding. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show how much that he cares about that football team. And he really seemed like, you know, the heart and soul of the national champions. And I got to think that the Eagles got uh, not only a great player, but a great locker room leader for years to come by getting Landon Dickerson there. Well, I think that's a good point because when you think of Alabama last year, two of my favorite players that were on that team are now playing for the same team in the <laughs> NFL. Uh, I, I think, you know, character, it's one of those traits that you don't think about a lot, but the, they got some really, I mean, they got some studs, two of them up there. Um, and I wanted to mention one other one, Mike. In the first round, Dallas Cowboys were sitting there and they had an opportunity to get Devontae Smith. And I said, I know they don't need it, but you know, <laughs> I thought for sure. I was like, Jerry Jones, you know, he, he gave it a little pause there before he pulled the trigger on defense. But the fact of the matter is Cowboys really sucked last year on defense and they went aggressive. And I think they got a steal with Kelvin Joseph. Uh, you know, he bounced around the SEC. He landed there in Kentucky. He did a fantastic job. And, and was still and still managed to be a top forty five pick. I just think that's impressive. And and uh, what is that? That's two selections in the first two rounds for Kentucky. So uh, that you, that's something you talked about at the top of the hour here. But uh, Kelvin Joseph, the uh, Kentucky, the talent that they're putting in the league and the successful talent that's growing there. I just think that's important. You're you're creating a pipeline in the NFL, and you can sit in somebody's living room right now and say, Hey, look. 
we just put two athletes in the NFL draft in the first two rounds. That's a that's a huge feat for the Kentucky Wildcats. All right, third round, Shane. Same deal. I'm just going to go in order. They were picked here, but uh, Texas A&M quarterback Kellen Mond to the Minnesota Vikings. Tennessee receiver Josh Palmer, drafted by the Los Angeles Chargers. Auburn receiver Anthony Schwartz to the Cleveland Browns. Georgia linebacker Monty Rice to the Tennessee Titans. Georgia offensive lineman Ben Cleveland to the Baltimore Ravens. Georgia tight end Trey McKinney also to the Los Angeles Chargers. And then uh, final third round SEC pick here, linebacker South Carolina Ernest Jones to the L.A. Rams. Man, these L.A. teams, they they sure do love uh, (laughs) SEC players. But uh, of of those third-round selections, any of them stand out to you, Shane? Well, you know I'm going to pick two. (laughs) (laughs) For starters, I'm going to go with Anthony Schwartz, fastest guy in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just think if I'm playing Madden, you know me, Mike. I love speed, and there's so much stuff. There's so much, so many things he's going to be able to do. And do immediately with the with the Browns. I just I just love that selection. Um, I think he's going to flourish in that system. The other one. Wait, though, hold on. Yeah, you're, I was going to say your brother would have taken Schwartz first round, first overall, easy. even if uh, both his hands were broke. You know what? Oh yeah, I'd put him at quarterback. <laughs> uh, I'm with you there. Uh, but my favorite. Uh, just because I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit biased here. Is Palmer going to the Chargers? Um, this is talent. Uh, Josh Palmer, it, it, you know, you watch some of these highlight reels and some of the plays and some of the things, tight rope catches he was able to make on the sideline. It was just really impressive. He got a young, athletic quarterback there with with the Chargers, and I think he's going to flourish. And that's just something he never had the opportunity to do at Tennessee, just because we couldn't get anything out of our quarterbacks. And I, I just think that was talent that went under the radar and uh and it and it shows because when you when you're drafting to the third round here the Chargers didn't hesitate to pull the trigger on this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like those selections. I also like Monty Rice. Uh Tennessee Titans, I believe they really need some help at linebacker and Monty Rice was you know, he was never really a guy that uh you saw out there making like freakish style plays. That that's just not his mm-hmm. game. He's more steady. He's more of a leader. He's in the lineup every damn week, making play after play after play, stuffing the run game and doing all that. So I think he's an immediate impact player for the Titans. Probably my favorite selection from this third round. And I look at it a little bit like Dak Prescott. I'm going Kellen Mond, Minnesota Vikings, because you know I think a lot of what success in the NFL is all about where you go and, and the pieces they already have in place. And... I'm sure Kellen Mond would have liked for financial reasons to to go in the top five, maybe to like the Jets or something like that. But that quarterback they just took, Zach Wilson, I mean, he is set up for failure because they got no help around him. (laughs) They're going to need him to be the savior year one, whereas now Kellen Mond can go into a situation here where they've got Kirk Cousins. You know, Hopefully you can win that backup job, learn from a true pro, and if something happens to Cousins – like what happened to Tony Romo. I mean, no one thought Dak Prescott was going in there to be the starter. Right. I think Kellen Mond's shown you enough, worked under Jimbo for so long. He could be your week one starter in the in the NFL this season, and it wouldn't be a situation where you're like, well, oh, God, 
we're gonna be the we're gonna have the first pick <laughs> next year. You know what I mean? Because the, right. the team's already built around him. So Kirk Cousins, you know, say what you want about him. He's like kind of a steady Eddie, but he's not gonna win you. Hell, he never leads you at anything. It's where <laughs> Kellamon's the exact opposite. Where man, he's got so much immense talent. They may have hit the jackpot here. This may be as much as I as it would pain me to see the Vikings finally have a franchise quarterback. Uh, <laughs> Kellamon may may be that guy, and I I think getting him in the third round that's a terrific value for the Vikings. Wouldn't that be something? You like that? You like that? No, Mike does not. He's a Green Bay fan. He doesn't want that. So uh, I, I like this. I, I love the like similar to the to the other situation. Uh, Kyle Trask, you know, it's just that they, they, I love when a quarterback doesn't have to be in a hurry. It doesn't have that pressure. Nobody's talking right now. Like, well, do we put Kellen Mond in? Nobody's going to be having that argument. That gives him time to get you know, acclimated with the NFL. And, and, and I think that's what Kellen needs. He, he's going to, he's going to be one of those that really just needs to stick his toe in the water without diving in. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump to uh, the fourth round, Shane. First up, LSU linebacker Jabril Cox to the Dallas Cowboys, Texas A&M defensive lineman Bobby Brown to the LA Rams. LSU defensive lineman, Tyler Shelvin to the Cincinnati Bengals. There you go back. Back with Joe Burrow, uh, Texas A&M offensive lineman Dan Moore Jr. to the Pittsburgh Steelers. hey <laughs> Florida defensive back and shoe thrower Marco Wilson to the Arizona Cardinals. Texas A&M linebacker Buddy Johnson again to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Ole Miss offensive lineman Royce Newman to the Green Bay Packers. And last but not least, defensive back Missouri Tyree Gillespie to the – Sometimes I got to remember where these damn teams are located. The Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders. Uh, any standout selections for you here from the fourth round SEC picks? Well, Buddy Johnson obviously is going to be on my list, but <laughs> that one seemed a little too obvious. So I'm going to go somewhere else, and I'm going with the Bengals, and I'm going to go with Tyler Shelvin going up there. Uh, you know, I just – I don't know. There's just something about this LSU push to Cincinnati. Uh, I, I'm sure you've seen the memes going back and forth about all the talent that came from Ohio, went to LSU, only to come back to Ohio. Uh, so I, I think that's the one that, that's going to be immediate impact, something that they really needed help with, uh, just adding that depth. I don't think they're going to ask. I mean, he, he's probably going to be in rotation. He may not be the uh, day one starter. But the dude has the size. We're talking about a 350-pound man. Mm-hmm. That man belongs in the NFL. So, Big Tyler, I, that's that's probably the probably my favorite steal of this little round here. And I really like uh, Bobby Brown, uh, the defensive lineman yeah. from Texas A&M. And I'll tell you why. For, for multiple reasons here. You know, he was a guy, if I'm not mistaken, was set to go to Alabama. And Jimbo mm-hmm. flipped him right on the signing day if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, that's a credit to, you know, what Jimbo's trying to do where, yeah, Bobby Brown, I would assume would make it to the NFL if he went to Alabama and that's what Alabama's got to sell. But now Jimbo can, you know, it's the same deal at, at college station. That's what you got to do in the SEC, get these touted guys. And you can, it's one thing to say it, but you got to go out there and do it yeah. to say in three years, you come to college station, you're going to be playing in the NFL that's what they were able to do with Bobby Brown. And, of course, who does the Rams have on that defensive lineman? 
they got Aaron Donald, the beast of the NFL, <laughs> and you think Bobby Brown's going to go in there and see double teams immediately? No, not a chance in hell. Everybody's going to be on Aaron Donald, and that's going to mm-hmm. that's going to free up Bobby Brown to cause some damage. So, I think he could be an instant impact player for the Rams. And then one more that stands out to me is uh, Cox from LSU, yeah, who's just been, uh, you know, he's kind of like that new age linebacker where he's a little bit smaller, but he excels in coverage. And yeah. he had a pick six at during his time at LSU. I think he had multiple. Of course, he was you know he was the transfer from North Dakota State, so he had multiple during his time with uh, North Dakota. And I think it's great for LSU to prove that you know you come in here one year to the, to the highest level of college football, we turn you into an NFL draft pick. And I think you know as the NFL game just gets more and more pass heavy, just like the SEC, these coverage linebackers are just invaluable. And I think yeah. I think Cox is is really going to be a nice addition for Dallas Cowboys fans. Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me let me top this one up here. All right. Yeah, this you know this is how quick the draft should have happened, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they can knock all this out in one day. This doesn't need to be a three day event. So <laughs> let's jump to the fifth round, Shade. Where uh, Auburn defensive back Jamin Sherwood went to the New York Jets. Uh, first mm-hmm. kicker off the board. Uh oh. Florida kicker Uh-oh. Evan McPherson, who, I mean, he's a hell of a kicker. Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Missouri offensive lineman Larry Borum to the Chicago Bears. Defensive back from Florida Sean Davis to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Georgia safety Richard LeCount to the Cleveland Browns. Florida nose tackle. To Daryl Slayton to the Green Bay Packers. That's that's your acer right there. <laughs> and then uh, Auburn linebacker KJ Britt to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Any of those stand out to you, Shane? Yeah, you know, in fantasy football, we always say in the fifth round, that's where your championship is won. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in the fifth round in a real NFL draft, this is where you find a couple of diamonds in the rough. These are a couple of guys that may have slipped, you know, because of different reasons. And that's why I've got Richard LeCount circled. Mm. Uh, you know, he had a bad pro day. There was a lot of people talking about him, talking about his size. And and I, I just, I don't know. I just think he's one of those guys when the lights are on, he's a different player. And, and he's going to have a lot to prove. You know, obviously he was, he, he was expecting to be drafted a little bit earlier. This is one of those guys, I think we look back here in a few years and say, I can't believe he was a fifth round pick. So that's the one. I've got circled. Yeah, well, you stole mine, so I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go with the kicker, man. I know that's a crazy pick, but uh, I didn't watch a ton of Bengals games last year, but I saw enough to see that uh, the kicker shanked, you know, one or two crucial kicks that I remember. Mm-hmm. And why not go out there and get the best damn kicker out there in Evan McPherson, who was just a machine at Florida? Not only mm-hmm. was he automatic from uh, within, you know, 40 yards, what have you. He was booting them from beyond 50 on a consistent basis. So I think the Bengals, you know, it's never popular to take a kicker, but I think if you if you nail it, you got a kicker for 10 to 15 years, and I think that's what the Bengals got here in Evan McPherson. That's a good one, man. You, 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 it's, you don't want to do a kicker that early, but if it's the best damn kicker, you pull the trigger. So you don't have to worry about it for, you know, at least for a few years. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, skip on down to the sixth round now here's the monster of all sec picks so (laughs) bear with me here but uh 
Missouri safety Joshua Bledsoe to the Patriots. Georgia offensive lineman Trey Hill to the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Kentucky defensive lineman Quentin Bohanna to the Cowboys. Alabama offensive lineman Dante Brown to the Panthers. Missouri running back Larry Roundtree to the L.A. Chargers. Kentucky corner Brandon Eccles to the New York Jets. South Carolina receiver Shai Smith to the Panthers. LSU receiver Racy McMath to the Titans. Kentucky offensive lineman Landon Young to the Saints. Arkansas defensive lineman Jonathan Marshall to the Jets. Florida offensive lineman Stone Forsyth to the Seahawks. Auburn receiver Seth Williams to the Broncos. Here's the long snapper, Alabama long snapper, (laughs) Thomas Fletcher to the Panthers. LSU safety, Jacoby Stevens to the Eagles. Tennessee offensive lineman Trey Smith to the Chiefs. And then final selection here, South Carolina corner, Israel McQuamu to the Cowboys. Which of those uh, stand out to you? And I, I don't even have to ask you. I know which one. Yeah, and I've got two, but the obvious one for me is Trey Smith going to the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, you, you hated to see a kid with that much talent slide to the later rounds, but we knew health was going to be a concern. And Trey, you know, he, he didn't bat an eye. You know, he, he, he he's dealt with adversity his whole life. So I, I think this is just another another rung in the ladder, but a step that he's willing to take. And, and I think he bounces back and proves to Kansas City that they got a damn steal. So that was my clear-cut number one. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix things up with number two. I'm going South Carolina, Shy Smith. <sighs> going, oh, were you going there? There's 20 selections, Shane, and, and when you do multiple, you're, you're bound to get one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I just love I just love Shy Smith. You know, now that he's out of South Carolina, I just think he works great. We're talking about a Carolina team. Kind of reminds me of that that uh, Steve Smith mold. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one of those guys that just he he just wants the damn ball. Keyshawn, give me the damn ball. Now he's got uh, some quarterbacks to throw to him, and and I just I don't know. I just think he's a perfect fit uh, for that program and for that offense they like to run there. Yeah, just think about the quarterbacks he had to work with, Shy Smith at uh, South Carolina. I mean, none of those guys were much to write home about, yet, you know, his final season was just dominant on the field. Yeah. I think uh, South Carolina, I don't know how in the hell Shy Smith lasted to the sixth round, but, uh, and he gets to stay close to home, play for Joe Brady. He could potentially yeah. put up huge numbers in this offense if Sam Darnold is uh, worth anything in the NFL. I don't know if he is, but... I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. man, I hope our buddies ain't listening to this because you talk about a late-round flyer in fantasy football, it's shy Smith for me, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, final round here, Shane. Seventh round, just a few selections. Kentucky defense alignment Phil Hoskins to the Panthers. Uh, LSU corner Kerry Vincent Jr. to the Broncos. Georgia safety Mark Webb to the L.A. Chargers, and then a pair of Mississippi State teammates, defensive end Mark Keith Spencer to the Broncos, and running back Kylan Hill to the Packers. Any of those stand out to you? Oh, Mike, I don't want to steal it because I'm afraid you're going to go there. Uh, but I'm going to go Kylan Hill to <laughs> <laughs> Well, I figured like you'd say, oh, obviously Shane's going to pick that one. You'd go somewhere <laughs> else. But – 
And the reason I picked Colin Hill is because, you know, I know you're the Green Bay fan, but I watch a lot of Green Bay games. And, uh, you know, as Aaron Jones, you know, sometimes health was a concern. Sometimes he needed a spell. And it just felt like the drop-off. Williams was a totally different back. Mm-hmm. Colin is one of those that can do everything. He he can run and he can catch. Uh, didn't have a lot of opportunities because he got out of Mississippi State before things got pumped up. But I, I really think that uh, that Green Bay got a steal here because Colin Hill has that NFL mold, man. Yeah, and he's the one where obviously he opted out. That didn't help his stock. But uh, right. when we did see him there, Mississippi State, in the new offense, I mean, you got to remember, he was, if I'm not mistaken, SEC player of the week after LSU. Uh, he was all over the field running and catching the ball, and you know, he kind of showed that part of the, the game where he's going to need it. You know, In the, in the NFL, you got to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield, otherwise they can't use you. Mm-hmm. And he had not really shown much of that till last season. So uh, I see what you're saying there, and, you know, there's, there's the concerns for sure about, uh, you know, why he opted out and all this and, and what was going on. But, you know, at the end of the day, as long as a guy's not, you know, there's, they take so many chances on guys that, hell, they just came out with the, the, one of the guys, the Titans drafted allegedly, I don't, I don't want to accuse him of, of doing anything he didn't do, but allegedly punched a pregnant woman in the face like a couple weeks ago. Oh my God. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. That's the story. Like I said, I wasn't there, but uh, that was, I mean, that was all over the news here on Monday. So that guy goes in the fourth round yet. Kylan Hill, who opted out after a couple weeks. I mean, he's a bad apple. Like what, what are we talking about here? You know? So (laughs) I feel like, uh, I feel like Kylan Hill could be a guy that, uh, that really, we, we look back and say, especially playing with Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully he's still on the damn team, but um, you know, someone where Kylan Hill's not going to be the focus of the offense. He's going to be asked to make, you know, 10 plays here or there per game, man. He has been a workhorse for Mississippi state for so long that I think he could carry the, the, the offense, but they're not going to ask him to do that. They're only going to ask him to, like you said, kind of come in there and, and sub in for Aaron Jones. And, and I think he's going to crush it in that role. And, And that's, that's the thing, man. A lot of teams in the NFL, have gone to this two-headed monster almost and green bay just didn't have that luxury uh it, they had a you know williams was more of their passing down back and uh it, there wasn't another aaron jones in that roster and you remember i know you went you remember the ty montgomery days mm-hmm. and everything like they have gone through through t- plenty of running backs but they've never had one like this since aaron jones so i just think like you said he is a workhorse. He's a guy that is dependable, and uh, I think he's going to be a good spellback for uh, Aaron Jones this coming up season. All right, Shane. So, hey, man, we just ran down every single selection from the SEC, all 65 mm-hmm. players from the SEC that are now in the NFL. That's all I got on this one, buddy. You got any anything else you want to add before we uh, cut this one short? Well, just overall, man, uh, again, very impressive. There was a lot of teams I was really impressed with. Mizzou, as many as they got in, Kentucky especially. I mean, we're talking some early-round picks. Mark's got to love that. Like I said, it's got to help on the recruiting trail. Uh, so there were some big surprises. Obviously, we were all expecting some big things out of LSU and, and Alabama and Georgia, but it was these other ball clubs that were able to get some players in the league I just think it's good for everybody when you have every SEC team 
putting talent in the NFL just goes to show it could be it could be you. Uh, you may be sitting there on the roster there at Mississippi <laughs> State. You got a shot. You may be sitting there on the roster at Vanderbilt. You've got an opportunity. You know. So I, I just I, I loved it. I, I thought it was just. Uh, you know, uh, I thought it was a big knot for a lot of these guys, and uh, I, I'm interested to see how these guys because there's always that one, there's always one or two that you watch, and uh, in two or three years, and you're like, I can't believe that bastard was on our team, <laughs> and we could be <laughs> totally Alvin Kamara's, you know. So, uh, um, I'm looking forward to watching these young kids grow, and uh, I can't wait to put them on a few of them on my fantasy team this year, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, don't for a second think this has just turned into an NFL show <laughs> we, <laughs> on our next one we you know there has been news in the SEC but I wanted to you know dedicate uh, you know an entire episode here to the NFL draft a lot of these guys you know get to realize their dreams and and you know it's fantastic you know it's one of the best times of the calendar on the sports calendar mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you said it hits at a perfect time when there's no spring football there's there's just not a ton going on so uh, just wanted to give these guys all the attention and then uh, on the next one we'll be back a lot of a lot of stuff happening in the SEC so uh, we're not yeah. we're not overlooking all that but uh, that'll be definitely on the next one I thought it's funny you know here we do it our pod that last one what was it a Thursday it was going into Friday so it's no it's Thursday mm-hmm. and I said yeah we got to get together this weekend and talk about the NFL draft what do we do we roll out with one on Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got to love the hustle of the offseason, baby. But uh, I'm glad we gave them uh, the, the light they deserve. And uh, I, I appreciate you having me on, Mike. Uh, it's great talking to college football. I love talking college and NFL. I know we're a college podcast, but uh, I really love the NFL, too, because that's where all these kids are aspiring to be. And uh, it's just, you know, it's good seeing some of these dreams come true. Absolutely. Well, Shane, that's going to do it for this one, buddy. I uh, appreciate you hopping on. appreciate everybody tuning in. And, of course, you made it this far. Don't forget, leave us that five-star written review on the Apple Podcast, and we'll trade you a beer koozie for each and every one of those that you do. And uh, I probably don't say this enough, but uh, you know, give us a, a follow on YouTube as well or subscribe. That helps. Uh, we're trying to grow that channel a lot, and we've been posting mm-hmm. a ton of lo- ton of more content on the YouTube, which is also that SEC podcast. So we appreciate each and every one of, of y'all that go ahead and do all that. But, uh, hey, thanks for joining me, buddy. And thanks, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you, guys. Go ball.